today we're going to look at uh, some of the films of Sidney Poitier. And we don't do this that often where we just focus on one person or subject. But uh, uh, as you mentioned, Sidney Poitier definitely merits this kind of attention. It's actually his birthday week, uh, so we can also celebrate his birthday on February 20th. But as you said, in honor of Black History Month, I also wanted to, uh, to look at some of his films. Um, for those who don't know, uh, my full-time job is a professor at Arizona State University, where we renamed our film school after Poitier uh, in 2001, uh, the, a move that sort of signified the university's commitment to inclusivity and diversity. So it's both my honor and my privilege to do this list today. Um, Poitier is an Oscar-winning actor. Uh, he broke down barriers for actors of color. Uh, he was the first Hollywood leading man at the time uh, uh, before black Americans were even granted full civil rights. He opened doors for black actors. Uh, he also stepped behind the camera and opened doors for black directors. His film, Stir Crazy, that he directed in 1980, was the highest grossing film directed by a black filmmaker until 2000, so it lasted almost 20 years. He's received uh, so many awards, the Cecil B. DeMille Award, uh, the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award, the Kennedy Center Honors, and a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009. He was named the 22nd greatest actor on the 50 greatest screen legends by the uh, AFI uh, Film Institute. And interestingly enough, he was the first black actor to place his autographed hand and footprints in the cement at Grauman's Chinese Theater, the famous landmark in Hollywood. So that's a little background on, on the legend, the man, Sidney Poitier. Today I want, to, I want to talk about a few of his films, and I'm going to have to go through them quickly to cover everything in our short time. I don't really want to call this a best of or essential, although we probably could, and those are subjective terms, but this is just a good representation uh, of his work for those who are perhaps new to his filmography. I'm sure I'm going to leave someone's favorite off, but I'll just kind of start in chronological order here. Uh, and I want to start with Blackboard Jungle in 1955. And this is the film that kind of put him on the map. Um, he plays a rebellious teen in this 1955 drama, uh, which also starred Glenn Ford uh, in an interracial inner-city film school with antisocial students. It was kind of considered a, an unblinking portrayal of urban youth in the 1950s. Now, you know how accurate that might have been is, is questionable, but it did shock a lot of older people who saw it. Uh, it was also a smash hit at the box office. And like I said, it was sort of Poitier's official breakout role. And it also kind of helped launch the rock and roll era because of uh, the theme song Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley in the comics. So that was kind of a common uh, uh, um, movie theme in the 50s about rebellious teenagers. Of course, things like uh, Rebel Without a Cause and such. But that's the film we'll start with. Um, the next film I want to mention is The Defiant Ones in 1958. This was uh, directed by Stanley Kramer. In fact, it's uh, the first time that Poitier teamed up with director Stanley Kramer. He's going to do that several times in his career. Uh, he stars opposite Tony Curtis, and they are two escaped convicts who are shackled together and have to work together to survive. Uh, and this is kind of one of Kramer's signature quote-unquote message films, uh, and it depicts Southern racism and how uh, the interaction and empathy and the walls of bigotry can all be broken down. And this is the first time in his career that Poitier received above the title billing and his first Academy Award nomination. Um, in fact, Tony Curtis insisted that Poitier receive top billing in this film. And uh, originally, there was a possibility that Poitier would have Marlon Brando in the film. 
Um, but it ended up being uh, Tony Curtis. Um, the next film is, is maybe his biggest film, and that is, and not the biggest film, but uh, one of the more important of his films, and that's Lilies in the Field in 1963. Uh, and this is directed by Ralph Nelson. And this is uh, where he plays a small town, or it's a small town drama where he plays a wandering handyman uh, who helps with a group of nuns uh, that uh, build a church. And this is the first time that uh, a black actor, he made history, this is the first time an African-American won the Academy Award for a leading role. Uh, he was the second to win an Oscar after Hattie McDaniel won her uh, Oscar uh, for Gone with the Wind as a supporting role. But uh, this is a, a pretty important film in Academy Award history uh, because uh, of that Oscar win. So that's a, a few of those. I want to uh, pause if you have any questions, but I've got a few more to go through. Yeah, go right ahead. I'm enjoying this. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, we move forward a little bit in time to 1967, and uh, I want to focus on that year because this is Poitier's biggest box office uh, year. He was, in 1967, he was, as a black uh, American or a black African or <laughs> African-American actor, uh, the biggest box office draw in America. Uh, and his films grossed over $100 million combined. Uh, he had both critical and commercial stamp, uh, success that, that, uh, that year. And it's really a year rivaled by few others in history. And one of the first of that the film of 1967 is To Sir With Love. Uh, and that's uh, written and directed by James Covell. And uh, Poitier plays a, uh, an immigrant from British Guyana who goes to teach an inner city school in London. And it's kind of a role reversal from his earlier Blackboard Jungle role. Uh, where now he's the teacher, uh, hoping to relate to these tough urban youths. Um, the song title uh, from the film, To Sir With Love, was by Lulu, and that became a hit. And it was featured prominently in the film, and it topped the Billboard's charts uh, in America for about five weeks and became a best-selling single in 1970, uh, 1967. Um, and the, the film did so well in the States the Columbia Pictures did a market research to find out why so many people had gone to it, and their answer was they went to see Sidney Poitier. So he really was uh, the box office draw there. Another uh, interesting fact about that picture, uh, he had a flat fee of only $30,000, but 10% of the box office gross. So the huge success of that film meant that he eventually earned what would be the equivalent today of about $45 million on that film. Uh, because of that percentage. Uh, the next film in 1967 is arguably his best film, perhaps his most important film, and that is In the Heat of the Night. Uh, this is directed by Norman Jewison, um, and it uh, stars uh, a, a, along with Poitier, Rod Steiger, and he plays Virgil Tibbs, uh, a Philadelphia detective who ends up in a southern town helping to solve a murder uh, and contending with blatant and often violent racism from the citizens and the Southern cops that he's working with. And like I said, this is maybe the most notable film in his illustrious career. Um, in 2007, the uh, AFI ranked this as the 75th greatest movie of all time. Um, and so it's, uh, it also won the Oscar for Best Picture. And um, it was named as part of the National Film Registry. Uh, Virgil Tibbs probably remains Sydney's uh, most important or famous role. And uh, the, ironically, in this year, the Academy failed to nominate Poitier for any of his films. And, and, and some say, in all fairness, it might have been a split vote because he had lead roles in To Sir With Love and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which we'll talk about in a minute. 
as well as in the heat of the night. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting that he didn't earn an Academy Award or even a nomination for this. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Uh, his famous line from the movie was voted the number 16th movie quote by the AFI. And the, the most significant part of this movie is what we might call the slap herd around the world, where Virgil Tibbs, uh, who, like I said, is a black detective from Philadelphia, slaps a white man in the face. And that was shocking to uh, Americans of, of all races and colors. Uh, and it was really a stunning change of pace uh, who, who, uh, for a, a, a black role in film. And it's a, a pretty famous film moment. The last film I want to discuss today is uh, also from 1967, and that's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, uh, also directed by Stanley Kramer. I mentioned that he had done a number of films with him. And this is uh, uh, stars Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. This is actually Spencer Tracy's final role. And Poitier uh, plays a part of an interracial couple who are looking to get their parents' uh, approval before they get married. Uh, A very topical movie at the time. At the time, interracial marriage was still illegal in 17 states. And uh, actually, there's a line in the film where the the father says, hey, this is going to be illegal in half the states. And and actually, that was outdated because um, that law was struck down at the time of this movie. Um, So it really holds a a special place in cinema history for being the last screen appearance of Tracy. And, of course, Tracy and Hepburn together because he died shortly after uh, the film was wrapped. And uh, Oscars were won for Catherine Hepburn and William Rose's screenplay. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a great film and it's a great career and there's so many other films I want to talk about, but, uh, you'll have to go explore those <laughs> on your own. And, and, uh, it's just been my honor to talk about some of the great films of the great Sydney 48's career.